Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Kafaru Cast. I'm your host, Aaron Snyder, and I've got my co-host, partner in crime, Frank the Tank, across up? the office from me. And we have our first ever guest on Kafaru Cast, longtime friend of mine, part comedian, part hunter, sometimes works occasionally at a real job, <laughs> James Harry Petker. His last name is actually Petker. What's going on, man? What an honor, man. I'm the first guest, huh? Yeah, you are. Well, we had enough uh, history. I knew there would be a lot of shit talking and hunting stories, so I thought it was a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a few stories, don't we? A few will not be told on Kafaru Cast. (laughs) Or ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, we met several, what, five years ago, six years ago at a Kafaru rendezvous in Washington, right? Yeah, up on, uh, we were up Stevens Pass, did a little backpack trip into a high mountain lake. Right, uh, Patrick was there. He about died on uh, the hike in because Alan Ernst, good friend Alan Ernst, uh, picked uh, probably the best route known to man uh, <laughs> to get into that lake. If I remember correctly, there was absolutely no trail, triple canopy forest. Um, I, I can't, I can't remember anything. We, uh, after we finished that uh, pony keg of uh, Heineken, the whole trip was a blur. <laughs> I, I can't remember what we had in our packs, but I know I had, uh, I don't even drink, and I had whiskey. Uh, Patrick had a pony keg in his pack. You had one in your pack, too, didn't you? And we had beer in there? Yeah, I was packing it for Patrick. I uh, I, I suppose he, uh, he's got a problem, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny because Patrick was 70 at the time, and I don't know how much gear he had, but I know he had beer. Beer and gear, yes, <laughs> sir. Now Patrick, he uh, he did good. There, it was a tough, uh, it was a tough hike in there, though. You know, it was typical Washington brush. Uh, didn't we get some rain on that trip? The first part of the trip as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Then uh, setting up some big teepees in a small area it was it was an interesting trip. Yeah, it was. There, was. there was a fair amount of competition in that trip as well. I remember uh, hike to the top of the mountain. I remember a certain co- certain individual. I don't mind saying his name, um, Cody. Uh, wasn't it his name? Yeah, Cody. Cody wanted to race to the top of the. Yes, he did. Mountain, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, that's that's when you you had told me you got the the governor's tag for goat, or you won it in a or no, you you got it in an auction. You won it in the auction, right? Yeah, I got it in an auction. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the story. We don't have a ton of time to tell it, but uh, actually, we do. Lay it on. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I basically I was at the SDI banquet in uh, Linwood, Washington, and that's where they auction the governor's goat tag off which allows you to hunt statewide any unit with at least two two tags in it uh for mountain goat and i bought a a hundred dollar raffle ticket through the wild sheep foundation and just happened to win the five thousand dollar grand prize that night right before the auction started and uh the stipulation was i had to spend the five thousand dollars at the show so it had always been a dream of mine to kill a mountain goat and a mountain goat in my own home state of Washington. So it was kind of uh, 
an opportunity at the time with a little bit of extra cash in my pocket to try to purchase that tag at the auction and um, kind of set my benchmark at, at, at a number um, that, you know, is comparable to like hunting, hunting goat in, uh, in Canada. Only the difference is, is I can hunt for three months, hunt in my backyard and hunt with friends. And uh, I wrote that particular number down on, on my bidder's card. And uh, this was all unmeditate, premeditated, you know, just like this podcast calling me up out of the blue here. Now I'm, I'm shooting from the hip, but, uh, uh, yeah, it was all, I had no clue I was going to be bidding on a governor's tag ever in my life, you know, and. Luckily, at that point in time, I, I kind of settled out and uh, was financially stable, so I had a little bit of extra money in the bank where I where I could uh, I could throw in on something like that and shoot it. It just it, it's crazy how stars align sometimes. And um, put that number down on my bidder's card, and uh, that's where the bidding stopped. It was crazy. Uh, I threw a bid up, and I mean, we'll just throw it out there. It was ten grand. And, uh, which I pretty much no fucked that up between you and I, cause it went from 10 grand to yeah, 37,000 a couple yeah, of years later. So, so I acquired, yeah, I acquired <laughs> the tag, right. And, um, set a pretty lofty goal to kill a state record. And long story short, we ended up doing it and I, I couldn't have done it without you. That's for sure. But after that point on, it's gone through the roof, like you just said, right? I mean, what did it go for last year? Uh, I don't know, 30-something, 40? I don't know. 26, 30, somewhere in there? No, you're right. It went for 30-something the year before. Yeah. It's it's come down a little bit. I mean, Alan keeps chasing it back up. You know, we're going to have to talk to him about that. He's got some deep pockets. Jeez. Do you, do you still have the record? <laughs> do, has the record been broken? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think um, these guys have been chasing it, trying to trying to break it. Aaron's been trying to help these guys break it. But, uh, <laughs> it's not going to happen on that mountain. <laughs> no, just, no it, ain't happening. I, it, it can happen. When I draw the tag, I'm going to kill the, the Washington State muzzleloader record. This is what we're going to do when I draw it eventually here. James is not, but, he is not, he has a force field of my sales pitches on shooting. I, it just bounces off of him. Like most people, I can talk into shooting anything. That shit doesn't work on James. It just doesn't. I've tried. <laughs> you, <did. laughs> yeah, you tried. You've tried many times in many different places. Um, well, yeah. There's a, the one time, now keep it mind, what did we hunt for 12 days straight? Something like that? Yeah, basically. I think uh, we got picked up on one trip out after I uh, that was a rough day. burned my sleeping bag up next to the fire and slept on the rocks all night. Uh, I think that next day... Well, hold on. You're skipping dropped- past that story. That has to be told. So yeah, we, we, <laughs> we built the fire because it was colder than a well digger's ass in January. And uh, you got your your sleeping bag, the... Which I still have my, not understood. Uh, Your compression sack was wet, so you put it by the fire. Yeah, my bladder, <laughs> my bladder leaked inside uh, my backpack, and I was worried about it being wet, so I left it in the compression sack and kind of. Aaron built a white man fire, <laughs> and uh, I, I made the mistake of putting my sleeping bag too close to the rocks near the fire. <laughs> That you, you know, you, you know, we could have went meat mode on those rocks and fried up uh, some some venison or elk backstraps. They were so hot, and I didn't realize it, and it uh, 
melted right through my compression sack, <laughs> my sleeping uh, bag, as well as my thermo It looked like he went 10 uh, rounds with a whole flock of ducks. There was oh, feathers God, flying yeah. and, it, and it wasn't warm up there either. We were up actually on Hadley Peak right below, uh, right below Mount Baker, and we were sitting on a big group of goats that was rumored to have a close twelve inch Billy in it. Remember that? Who oh, chased that, that we found Billy it. all the way around Mount Baker? Yeah, we found it all right. <laughs> twelve inch nanny. Probably yeah. state record nanny. It had uh it had growth uh, or it had a uh, scent glands on it, which is what I think screwed the guy up it had spotted it across because it was a big bodied, like fourteen, thirteen, fourteen year old nanny that was <clears throat> Best biggest nanny I've ever seen. I mean, I it legit. Was, yeah. it was eleven plus. Yeah, isn't it amazing how many how many big nannies are are up there though? I mean, I I would love to shoot one of them eleven eleven and a half inch nannies up there on that tag, you know, just to put one on the wall. But, yeah, yeah. So so needless to say, that night uh, was fairly uncomfortable. Actually, uh, that's the first. Well, second time I've had to use a uh, uh, security uh, blanket. What do they call them things? The uh, solar blanket or the, whatever. The, yeah, the tin foil blankets. I used, I think, yours that night. And there was one other trip actually with you that I had to use one. The night we spent the night with the our dentist. Gear Colorado with. Well, there with was the dentist. There was another <laughs> night we 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 found another we found an outfitter tent. A guy left up there. Which is illegal, and we ate all his uh, mint Oreo cookies because we couldn't yeah, get back Oreo to camp. Oreo cookies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Moral of the story, if there's a tent in the woods, dog will find it. <laughs> <laughs> not, the, not the first or the last time I've spent the night in someone else's tent. Montana, two feet of snow, we found a tent. Killed a couple bulls the next day as well. Interesting time, also, but yeah. So we got through that night up on Baker, and uh, we we had another feat. We were told that we could not get off the mountain. Remember that uh, Shane actually had told us that we would not be able to ca- cross Glacier Creek. We and made come it. up that other uh, valley. Yeah, um, I thought I we were going to fucking gonna, die, I, but we made it. I, well. <laughs> Just getting down the valley and through the jungle, right? I mean, it was like being in Vietnam. You know, I was never in Vietnam, but <laughs> I can tell that was Vietnam, you know, the jungle. Through the mud, and uh, we finally got down to Glacier Creek, and, and I honestly can say that I thought that I was going to have to uh, call in a helicopter and pull you out via body bag when you started climbing that cliff with your pack on. <laughs> You remember that? Yeah, I remember. I have a. I, I actually left. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to watch this guy die. Uh, yeah, I, I I have no fear of of heights whatsoever, which can get me into trouble. That that was a bit more than I bit off a bit more than I could chew. I got about ten foot up, and uh, yeah. The problem was it wasn't climbing it; it was that clay rock, and I kept pulling out handholds. And, uh, yeah, it was mud slash clay with loose rock embedded in it. Yeah, it was it was not a climbing wall, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Well, we that was when I met Ben. Um, 
we, yeah, we're all speaking. We we called him last minute of my sat phone. That was great preparation on my part, and we gave him a time crunch. and And our time hack was off a bit because we told him two thirty we'd be at the road, and I think it was like eight thirty or something at night. We got Jesus. to the mm-hmm. road. Remember, I got so de- I got sick. Remember, I got so dehydrated, I was yakking up stomach bile. Oh yeah, and uh, we may have exerted it a little harder that day than we should have. And we kept getting yeah, that was brutal. Cliffed out, getting down that canyon till finally we got a point we could sit on our butts and kind of hold on to some crap and slide down to that creek. Um, I wouldn't want to do it again, but we we did make it. No, we did find a nice little spot um, where there was a, a decent billy hanging in uh in almost like a uh mineral it's like a big um, cut bank with a mineral lick in it cut bank right yeah and 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 that would be worth a a second look on a future tag that area but i don't think i'd want to try to get a goat out of there you know we had a hard time getting ourselves out of there so yeah yeah it was it was bad i don't even know how we would have got to that you know goat clay lancaster he's pretty said it pretty clearly there's some goats you can kill and there's some goats you can't and that was one I mean, we looked at the map for what 45 minutes trying to figure out a way to get to it yeah um but uh but yeah we picked up ben the next day did we take a day mm-hmm. off or did we go right back we went right back out. Uh, we went back and regrouped i think grabbed some more food and fuel and uh and then ben in, ended up going out with us um i think he brought pretty much everything plus the kitchen sink right uh his his pillow <laughs> uh, french press <laughs> no it wasn't that bad but he, he brought the the creature comforts that's for sure yeah and we went went we were what four and a half miles three and a half miles in four and a half what well, yeah. how far was it when we shot six and a half i can't remember i think it was close to five about five miles in um an easier uh we were in an easier accessible spot a much more accessible spot than when we were over on hadley but uh, well and, and we we hiked um out a few areas that um you know i remember you telling me specifically like hey let's go through here and see what's on because it was on the border of a unit you could and could not hunt and we yeah. came out and we saw tons and tons of goats which led me to believe that the state of Washington may not actually count them. Um, cause there oh, was yeah, absolutely There's four so many goats in units that uh, they don't give out tags in. Well, there was four no, times the amount of goats that they said needed to be there to allow a tag. Um, in that one area we walked through and our knees, I can't, was it my knees or yours or both of ours weren't right for, Dude, like a oh, month. Oh, yeah, that's right. A cu- couple weeks to a month. Uh, I thought it was just me, but you had the same issues going on. Coming down that one ridge, uh, it was just steep and loose rock. And um, we we had pretty good pack loads, you know, pretty decent-sized loads in our pack uh, coming out of there, too. It just wore me out for a good month. The knees were sore. Yeah, it was it was bad. Back when I was in shape. I can only imagine what I'd be like now. So. Yeah, you were a skinny mini then. Yeah, I was. Working on getting back there. No, Every that's... day, it's a struggle. <laughs> the str- well, I got the, same, <laughs> I got the same disorder, the fat kid disorder. It's hard uh, yes, to do the sir. push-away diet, especially with cookies. 
But you, you, ice cream. Yeah, ice cream's bad. I've cut that down. I could knock the buzzards off a shit wagon if I eat ice cream, man. It's bad. What's Frank's secret? I mean, that little guy. What is your secret, Frank? Well, spam. That's not a good secret. Spam and torts. Speed, da- speed dating? Is that what he said? I couldn't hear him back there. <laughs> yeah, speed dating. Uh, we brought up dating the last time he got mad at me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, the the next day, you ended up shooting the state record. Um, it was crazy because we ran into a bunch of Koreans. Actually, it was it was three days later from when we went into that trailhead uh, up on Ortis Point. We got that killed that goat. I think it was three days later. Is that what it was? Yeah, my memory's not yeah. good. I just remember going in and the Asians kept eating our teriyaki sticks um, when we were glass. Yeah, I mean, we could go. We could go back to Vietnam again, right? Where we were. Man, when they come we out of the on that hillside, we had we had no idea they were down below us. Remember? No, I do remember. And it, like, and they just started coming out of the berry bushes, like yeah, like like the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Yeah, they, <laughs> you know, they had uh, them them round hats on, big sun hats, and they literally just appeared like ghosts coming up out of the blackberry or blueberry bushes down below. That's what they were doing down there was picking and blueberries. James was like, these bears will eat you. He was trying to, because he, James, you shot a bear the day before. Or yeah, that's right. We killed a bear. Oh man, we killed him. We've killed some animals together. Yeah. <laughs> you forget. Cause we've we shot. Yeah. For, yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. that thing came out. Um, and we were looking at a goat and the goat didn't end up being big enough. Um, and we were watching it. That bear came out. You spotted it. And then it was mm-hmm. um, a mad dash before it got dark across the freaking blackberry briar patch and deadfall. And you ended up putting three or four rounds in that thing before it finally damn died. Yeah, I did. I remember it tried, uh, we were sitting there giving it a few minutes just to uh, let the situation calm down a little bit. And kind of it kept an eye on the area. It was, it was brushy, right? And I don't know, five, ten minutes later, I caught that thing belly crawling out remember it was basically dragging itself (laughs) out of the rocks trying to get down into a creek bottom and we finally put a final kill round you know fatal round into it you filmed that as well yeah i don't know where the footage is but i did i did so yeah uh, that was kind of we kind of got sidetracked there with the bear kill but the the asian people they were from vancouver come up through the through the brush and uh I had asked him, you guys see any bear? Bear? No, there's no bear up here. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of bear. You guys should be packing bear spray or a sidearm or something. And and then uh, we were sitting there eating bear pepperoni sticks and uh, asked them if they had ever tried bear. And they're like, no. And so we offered them up some some pepperoni sticks there, and they were pretty impressed. Actually, they were, they were really cool people um, for, you know, being – Canadian and all. <laughs> was this the was this the same trip where uh, where the hippie guy blocked the trail from you guys packing out? That was the same year. The guy when we were packing out the moose that you pushed off the ledge because he wouldn't oh, move around. Geez. Leaf liquor. Yeah, that was a leaf liquor <laughs> up there in Colorado. Dude, how much weight on the boardwalk? I remember. I don't know how much weight I had, but it was. I mean, we both had a ton of weight we're bouncing all over the place but i remember telling you just i'm like james just get that dude out of the way because i was done um but that that that'll we'll fast forward to that in a minute but yeah the we were looking in the spotter and uh 
we hadn't se- we'd seen the goat because but we were talking to the the Korean dudes and uh, and then the goat finally turned its head, which caught our attention, and mm-hmm. uh, we st- immediately stopped talking to the um, Korean Brotherhood and got the flip out of there and headed down the trail to get a closer look. Yeah, actually, we there was the goat I ended up killing, and then I think two or three others on that rocky, uh, on that real cliffed out face, and we we uh, we picked up our gear and moved, got within oh I don't know four or five hundred yards of the goat I ended up shooting and sat down, and that's when we started picking it apart, you know, field judging it, looking at the uh, the bases. And the overall length, we knew that um, we knew there was a good goat. It wasn't overly, it wasn't an overly long horned billy, but it had uh, it had the mass that we knew we needed. Well, that's what you and I kept going back and forth, <clears throat> back and forth on was it was sub ten, but had mm-hmm. had good mass. Um, and and trying to Carried figure it out all the way up. Yeah, it had good Still pipes. Piped. Yep. Yep. But that ended up beating the record by how much? Um, I'm thinking an inch and a half, somewhere in there. It it was don't, significant. Don't quote me on that. It was it was quite a bit bigger, and the and and then uh, I think it's from back in the '70s. The record held from since the '70s. So I'd have to go back and look at the book again. But it was significant time frame between uh, the go I took and. And, and you know the the previous state record and so. this that year i killed uh i killed a mule deer a cow elk with you a bull mm-hmm. you killed that goat you killed a moose two black I killed a cow yeah cow elk cow with elk with the dentist yeah with the yeah. dentist and uh we helped on there was that when we helped adam tangsrud on his hunt too yeah 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 we like flew out and uh Came out early and filmed that hunt for Adam and you. That was a heartbreaker. Jeez. Yeah, we were sitting. Bro, there. We could talk for hours. Stories, right? Dude, in one year Man. we were on fifteen hunts, sixteen successful hunts. We is it cool to drop f bombs on this oh, podcast? Well, I do occasionally. Oh, okay. it's explicit. Right, cool. I mean, don't go <laughs> ham on it, but if it, if it fits, I mean, if the shoe fits, throw it on. <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> yeah, Adam was heartbroken. Uh, I think he finally just got over it. Uh, to be honest with you, he uh, he he had scouted out a good buck preseason. Well, you and Adam had, and uh, we went up there. What was it? Opening? Well, the day before opening day, yeah, we, we had it to a good planned out, bedded, bedded I mean, down. Yeah, it was dead. Right, like there was no doubt yep. in my mind. Adam would have that on the wall. And some motherfucker shot that thing out from under us. I literally had taken yeah. my eye off the scope and said, all right, let's go kill it. Well, Boom. We had, we had the spotters set up and we're watching, watching the buck. And uh, we heard a shot ring out. And I think Adam was watching through his spotter when that thing got shot. No, I, I was watching just, through because I remember its okay. front shoulder flipping in circles. Yeah. And it just tipped over and. We were, uh, you and I, well, Adam was heartbroken. You and I were like, damn, that guy earned that deer. He beat us. <laughs> and he made a hell of a, a four, we, we figured 450 yard shot at probably a 32 yeah. upward angle, 32 degree. 
yeah, it was it was quite the shot. But then, he, uh, then the hunt was on. He came in from, yeah, exactly. We've seen a lot of deer, just uh, nothing of the caliber that that Adam was looking for until the buck he ended up killing, and I think he was, was pretty excited about that when it all came together finally. Which I think that buck scored 182, he told me, or 186. Yeah. So that guy... That guy hiked in at night and passed your guys' camp up at night, right? And yeah. Kind of got up and under you guys. Not kinda. He straight up shanked <laughs> it from us. Like he came in and uh, I mean that dude had to have known without a doubt exactly what he was doing. Um, but yeah. we got two more days of hunting in, and you. I remember you and I were arguing with Adam. I think Adam wanted to push the basin. And, uh, that we were looking into and, uh, and tell me if I'm wrong. I think he wanted to push through it. And we were like, we were talking about, Hey, let's just sit and wait. And while we were talking about it, uh, we weren't arguing, we were talking about it. That buck stood up like 80 yards in front of us and he shot it. Yeah. Yeah. It just came out of the, sm- the smallest patch of, uh, Bristlecomb. um, standing fir trees there, whatever they were, uh, in the rocks. 80, 100 yards below us. Yeah, we, we were sitting there, and I looked down, and that buck is standing down there in the wide open, right in front rocky, sloped hillside. And I'm like, Adam, Adam, right there, there's a good buck. And he, he pulled up, and he's like, I'm going to shoot it. I'm like, no, hold on, let me get the camera going. And uh, we got the cam. I barely got the camera running, and he shot, and that thing just dropped like a sack of potatoes. It rolled quite a ways, too. Yeah, it did. It went down, down through that uh, uh, avalanche chute and kind of got banged up a little bit. The velvet didn't get too uh, knocked off. But the deer took a little bit of a bruising. Kind of yeah. like goat hunting. Yeah, yeah. Well, my goat went from probably nine and three quarters to uh, about five and a quarter <laughs> by two this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's it's not funny. I mean, a guy puts that much effort into to taking an, an animal like that and then having it uh, basically taken from you. I mean, you still get get the meat and enjoy that, but the, with the horns, you know. But you just got to go back now. Yeah, uh, Bart actually has a hunt set up for me next year uh, where the world record was shot. Um, I mean, he feels it's pretty realistic for me to to shoot one in that. 52 to 54 inch range um mm-hmm. and and bart he can keep me under wraps from uh unleashing the beast on everything on the side of the mountain he's pretty good at that so he's uh you know he's thinking realistically and you know if I, we put five to seven days in i should be able to get one with a bow in that 52 to 54 inch range so and bart's yeah. bart he's generally not <clears throat> wrong about that so what was uh it was shad wheeler right the, it's got the um the world record archery goat. I oh, think. I yeah, the what? world record archery. I think is there's a, a lady has the is it fifty. Is it fifty seven? No, fifty seven is the current world record um, for rifle. For rifle, and uh, okay. I'm not I'm not sure if it was fifty four or five, and it still may be. Um, yeah, that's Shad's record. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a giant, but and I'm just I mean you know how I am, man. I, whatever. Um, oh, you'll leave that thing on the hillside and pack the meat out. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad, dude. I mean, I uh, I mean nothing wrong with shooting giant animals, old animals, but um, 
you know, people have told me, oh, you just haven't shot enough. You know, eventually you'll get to where. Yeah, that's not true because I've shot a lot of shit yeah. and it still ain't there. I just like shooting. <laughs> I like, uh, yeah, like the meat and the it's adventure. It's the experience, right? It's, it's the stories, it's the friendships, it's the, I mean, we could tell stories for days, right? It's, that's what it's about. Oh, it yeah. It comes down to it. That and putting meat in the freezer and, and, uh, just the primordial, uh, drive within to get out there and be in the wilderness so i I gotta say you know what i use you for a prime example uh and this isn't like a negative you do not have to be going beast mode sucking down supplements to be an effective killer because you and not the pinnacle shape of the world still kill shit without issue like you i remember the one time you tried to snake i met i was going out. You were like, "I'll go left. You go right." The next thing, I'm on this herd, and look, there's James. <laughs> you sneaky fucker! <laughs> you were yeah. trying to get between me and them to call him into you. Big, I got it on a big bull that uh, <laughs> afternoon as well. It started pouring down rain. I think took his whole harem right down past me, but uh, I didn't get the shot. Well, and you've yet, you've been, I mean, I don't know how many animals you've shot, but it's a shitload. You got them all over the wall. You've been super successful. One thing I would say that puts you above and beyond a lot of people is you're smart. You're very, very methodical in your choices and you're patient. Um, methodical you patience, but, but the other side of that, right, is got to be aggressive. And, um, when it comes to hunting, I think a lot of guys just are not aggressive enough. You got to think on your feet, right? Well, I mean, I, I, I just so I'm not misunderstood when I say methodical, meaning you're pre-scouting, you're pre-planning the areas yeah. you're going. There's not wasted time like you are no. very efficient. And uh, when I say you're patient, meaning you're not going to go into an area with bad wind or whatever. But but you're right. You're just like me or I'm just like you. And the fact you'll make your plan or or sturdy it up on the way to the animal. You don't yeah. really, <laughs> Uh, and I mean, you've, how many animals do you think you, so you've shot mule deer, black tail, white tail, uh, cougar, black bear, Roosevelt elk, Rocky mountain elk, moose, mountain goat. What else have you got? Brown bear. I killed a brown bear back in 2014, I think on the Alaska peninsula. That was, um, a dream of mine since I was a you know was a kid watching fred bear with his bow and uh i'd always wanted to kill a brown bear with my bow i I didn't end up fulfilling that goal i took one with a rifle but uh that and my mountain goat to this day are are the the two real trophies in my eye i've taken you know hunts that stand out the most but yeah i'm still uh still chasing the ever elusive bull moose i've killed a couple cow moose and that's been it so yeah. Last well, year, uh, was up on a moose hunt in Alaska. Um, actually, I would love to throw a plug out for the guy Casey Long is the um, transporter that we used up out of Wasilla. We're going back in '19, but uh, Casey uh, turned a, a rough starting hunt into a really good, successful hunt. Um, we, we killed a 61-inch bull. My hunting partner, John Latham, shot a, just a beautiful 61-inch, uh, I think it was a 7x6 
sprouts, uh, bull the first day out. Um, you know, uh, we flew in two hours out of Wasilla, out of Wasilla over the Alaska range. And, um, yeah, the first day then after the next day after we landed, uh, we took that big bull and spent two days packing it out. Hardest work of my life. I lost 14 pounds in, uh, 14 days on that trip and then lost another couple pounds when I got home and got the bug. Yeah. You got Giardia this year too. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that's still on my bucket list. I did not fill my tag up there. So we're going back in, uh, 19 with Casey long again, air ventures, Alaska. Yeah. I I think, uh, honestly, I don't see myself flying with anybody else, but him, you know, big, a big thing up there is, uh, safety when you're flying into the bush right and uh from the moment we met casey we knew he had his shit together you know his plane was waxed it was well maintained uh halfway through the trip he had uh the oil changed and scheduled maintenance done so he couldn't fly one day there because of that and we appreciated the fact that he was doing that right it's a in the back of your mind uh it's gives you some reassurance that you you know safety's first when it comes uh to to flying in the bush like that and that's probably the most important thing and and a, a, a very experienced pilot as well right so um anyways that's yeah. Alaska in a nutshell this last year but well are you going back with the same guy next year not pilot i mean hunting partner 19, 19. Uh, we're trying to put a group of guys together, um, and get multiple camps going where we can all stay in communication with each other via sat phone or in reach. I don't, what do you think? Tort? Tort? Yeah. Yeah. I can never turn down a hunt. We got room. Pack me in your suitcase. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think we could make that happen. We'll go. I'm trying to help Frank expand his hunting horizons. He hasn't, you know, Frank's quite a bit younger than I am and, and, uh, so you know what I mean, like uh, he, well, he just started traveling out of state now to to hunt sure. this year. And I mean, and one thing I'll say, Frank and you have a shit ton in common. You never get in a bad mood. You, you know what I mean? You always yeah, that's, get, that's huge when it comes to, to, to a hunting partner, right? Oh, it, it, it never in a bad mood. Always funny. Always you don't ever have to tell anyone what to do. Um, and you can count on him, right? He's gonna be there for you. It's same kind of shit with you, like. When you're setting up camp, you're not standing around wondering what to do. If you see me doing one thing or vice versa, it's getting done and very resourceful. I mean, that's one thing you're extremely Absolutely. resourceful. Yeah. Yeah. Which is handy. Yeah. You gotta be, I mean, you know, you get, <laughs> you spend 10 to 20 days in the bush, you know, you're going to go, if you don't keep busy, you're going to go mentally sour. Right. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta be skillful and handy while you're in there and, take care of camp chores and build tree stands, whatever it takes, right. To keep your mind uh, going and, um, occupied just to, to, you know, be in the bush like that. It, uh, it's a mental game as well. You know, so you get, you get down on your hunting partner and start blaming him or her for, you know, failed attempts or whatever. It's just not going to work. Right. Hunting part, you know, I know you guys have talked about this in the past, but hunting part, a good hunting partner is really, um, tough to find. And when you find one, you got to stick with them. I don't have many, that's for sure. Yeah. It's hard to find a good one. Um, for sure. I mean, we've went through 
um, one guy we're not hanging out with anymore. Um, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, Frank and him got slightly misplaced, um, on the way to find me once. And, and you could just tell mm -hmm. Frank was like, yeah, whatever, we'll get there. Not a big deal. The other guy was flipping out like a little baby. And, uh, it, it you can definitely tell, you know, when someone can stay calm and methodical, not get, you know, irate, um, you know, you know, whatever, not get crabby. Um, I don't think I've ever, you and I've never got, well, you might've been irritated at me. I don't think I've ever got crabby or pissed at you at all on a hunt where I was like, I was generally too busy freaking laughing at you. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Well, you know, both of our, both, I can't ever think of a time that I've been upset with you. No, both of our skill sets and, and it's all about the people you align yourself with too. Right. Uh, you know, you, you, you typically want to align yourself with guys that have the same skill set and experience as you. And when you can do that, you know, everything just kind of meshes. Um, you know, like that time, uh, we were hunting, um, elk. Actually, we might, I can't remember, uh, whether we were, yeah. Anyways, we were in Colorado hunting elk and came out pretty late in the evening and you were heading up the ridge and, I kind of felt we needed to bank to the west and you were heading north and uh you're like I got this and I'm like all right you know where we're going and we ended up back at camp you know I could have I could have been a whiny little bitch and been all worried but you know what uh, what's the worst that's going to happen we're going to build a big ass white man fire <laughs> next to it that night if we didn't find our camp right <laughs> we would have stories for a lifetime which we did that once with the dentist <laughs> which was Funny because Which I'm. I burned up my gear then. As well, <laughs> well, I, I just I can't leave someone in the mountains overnight by themselves if I just because I've been in that position and yeah you make it and it sucks but I remember you messaged we got a cow or I got I shot a cow and I, I was with the, I had the dentist with me and we were between you and camp. and I'm like we we got to get there and I actually ended up strapping my dentist pack on my. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I walk too fast, man. It's just, I just do. And knowing you were up there and, fa but you, you're so fast with animals. You had it done by the time we got there anyway, but I strapped his pack to mine and we're maneuvering. And I think he got the idea. We were not going back that night somewhere between, uh, when I said, let's, you know, head North, we're going to go find James to when we got mm -hmm. there and you're over making pine bow squishy bed. And he's looking around like, so what do we do? And you were like, well, there's going to be a big pile of sticks by everyone. When you wake up, throw it in the fire. Try to stay warm. <laughs> he was like. Yep. <laughs> I can tell you, you can, you can cut a tree down. And it is not going to make you any warmer at night with a fire. The more boughs you pile on top of yourself or underneath of you, they, it's not down. It's not going <laughs> to You can sleep inside of your ballroom backpack as well, and it's not going to insulate you. That's what we did. I got in my game bag yep. and my DT1. You did the same thing. And yep. uh, we best built a giant fire and just kept it going all night. Uh, I don't think the dentist yeah, woke up freezing. once. Oh, dude, it was horrible. I remember waking up yeah, thinking, cold. thinking I got a solid one and a half hours of sleep last night. <laughs> Yep. No, it was good. Another, uh, another, um, you know, hunt, which, um, which was cool, uh, I, that I liked or whatever was a mule deer hunt we went on. And, uh, I actually have told this story on another podcast, which is depressing when you shot that deer <laughs> and you're like, yeah, this gun's been on. I've been shooting it real good lately. 
Except that gun, <laughs> that gun wasn't on. And we go over to find the deer. Deer's gone. You finally had some common sense about you. Started looking at the camera. And, uh, oh, that was a good buck. Um, and, yeah. uh, we didn't end up getting that deer. Um, he waddled off into the no. woods, but you ended up shooting basically like a one sixties, uh, mainframe buck that the, the an archery hunter he shot the broke. horn off. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I told you that. I think that archery hunter sh- got a hold of me, shot the horn off that in August. Yeah. Within a day or two of, uh, posting a picture on social media, that guy got a hold of you and pinpointed where we were at right yeah oh yeah he was like were you guys up this road up this drainage up this canyon and i think you were a little hesitant at first to disclose that dude there's so many people yeah we were are pissed at me about that unit um Mm -hmm. you know for taking guys in there whatever like all the local i mean Unit 44 holds big bucks, you know, in Colorado. So. I know. Yeah, it does. And people get pissed, guys, you know. You guys don't want the word to get out. <laughs> head on in there. Ask Robbie Denning. Um, yeah. He'll tell you right where to go. But, yeah, I uh, that hunt was pretty cool. We were with the um, – I don't know. He'll probably get pissed if we mention his the name. The Viking. The yeah, Vi- just, yeah, we don't – I don't know if we want to mention Drew's name or not. He's kind of an <laughs> anti-social media, anti-social guy, but he's a hell of a guy. Chewbacca. You know, he, he, super yeah. – I thought I was going to – initially when I met him, beat the shit out of him, but he's super – I got along with him great. Um, he could give you a run for your money. You know, I don't know. I think he could swing an axe like like There's no, no way no he's kicking Viking. my ass. I mean, he's, impossible. he's a Viking. Hey, I tell you what, I'll have to kick him in the knee, maybe. That's about the only thing I got on him. He's got bad knees. Well, he's got a weak knee, yeah. Yeah. He's but, a he's a super good dude, though, and very, very good hunter, very talented guy as far as, um, um, oh, you know. He has patience. Yep, yep. Yes. He can sit behind glass and work his glass uh, methodically all day long. You know, you and I are getting up, doing push-ups, building fires, sit back down, warm our feet, look through the glass some more, you know, and, and it works for us. It's not, not, not a dog in you or I at all, but you know, we're on the go hunters, right? Yeah. And, oh yeah. He uh, stayed behind those 15, I mean, I mean, six hours. We adapt, but yeah, he can. Yeah. No, he's uh, a super good dude. Um, and he does look, when you think of current modern day Viking, um, you're thinking of him, that beard of his, oh, yeah. that's how he keeps his feet warm. It's that long. He just tucks it into his boots. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what him and his buddy, John, they're both six, 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 seven, something like that. The two of them packed, uh, a cow moose I shot. Actually, it was that same year. You showed up just in time to help cut it up. Um, but those two guys drug a full grown pack full-grown uh cow moose down the mountain to uh to an old skitter road where we where we quartered it out and packed it out from there those guys i mean they're animals when it comes to packing meat so yeah yeah his buddies it was a big big dude too for sure but yeah but yeah I, I tell you what we should probably we're working on an hour here we should probably cut this short and then have part two at some point where we can uh tell so we've only covered yeah, we'll do about it again quarter of the stories we uh we need to discuss now alaska since it sounds like you guys are interested but uh next year i'm planning on coming out on a on a limited uh draw 
elk tag. We're going to have to get together on that. The that one you and I have been talking about for a while. So. Oh, and I have good intel we'll a, on that one. We'll do a muzzleloader hunt out there this next fall. and I will predict right now that, that muzzleloader hunt, I, I will predict that you crank a bull no smaller than 350. Jesus. Yeah, the unit definitely has potential. You've you've taken a big bull or two out of there over the years. Well, two two years ago, I was in there the same time as muzzleloader um, uh, season. I, I was hunting a different ant. Well, I wasn't hunting. A, a buddy of mine was hunting a complete different animal, and uh, mm-hmm. it uh, it it was literally I could not believe in this one pocket we got to. I mean, it's a bit of a drive from. You know, it's a bit of a logistical nightmare from from where we live here in Denver to get out there and everything else. You got to mm-hmm. take two vehicles and all that shit. But oh yeah, especially in case one uh, drops a, a rear end or what. I don't know what happened to your Jeep, but we were stranded back there for a day. Yeah, sna- I snapped off that bracket. Um, well, you you jerry rigged it back up. Uh, my whole axle was shifting left and right. That's six right. It was a leaf spring bracket, right? Yep. Yeah, we. Well, I think we both grew up watching MacGyver, so that was probably the uh Well and that that that, that Jeep was what it it had thirty eights, ox lockers front and rear, supercharger, uh but it has weak points. It was an off road machine though. I shouldn't have yeah. jumped it. Remember I was driving like a freaking <laughs> yeah. idiot and I hit yeah. that I mean I caught air. Uh <laughs> yeah, we did. All four wheels, I think. I don't think it was just the front two. I think it was all four. That thing just had so much power, right? It was a pretty incredible um, vehicle. But that's some rough country. You know, it's tough on vehicles. Well, those mining roads, when you get back on those mining roads, it ha- nothing's been on them for years except four-wheelers. And then you get yeah. someone like me in a hurry to go hunting, uh, driving like a moron. Uh, it happens. <laughs> yeah. We but yeah. Joey Pyburn, Joey Pyburn calling right now. We should three-way him in that's a guy you guys are going to have to have on the podcast uh him and ryan lampers uh on harvest health they just got back from uh the frank the frank church i don't think it's a big secret but uh the frank church in idaho and killed a couple slammer bucks wow those guys uh they get it done there are a couple washington boys here up out of granite falls you have to get them on the uh the podcast and and uh Find out what their secrets are because they get it done, man. Oh yeah, no. Anyways, they're pretty cool I dudes. I don't know bar- Joey at all, but I know uh, Stealthy Hunter. Ryan's He's uh, cool. Ryan's uh, uh, cousin. And they're uh, they're exclusive. I'd call it. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> basically hunting partners. They don't hunt with too many other guys other than each other. So, um, they work together, hunt together, family. They're pretty tight knit, but uh, yeah. just kind of recently hit the hit the social media scene. They're pretty reserved reserved people, and uh, guys started seeing what they were doing, and uh, um, now everybody wants to hear about it. You know? Yeah, I've talked to Stealthy Hunter a bunch. You know about hunting together, and I actually got to get him a pack at some point. I think he's using an XO right now. Yeah, but- they're using XOs the uh yeah that's what because i haven't talked to him but yeah we got to get him a pack and i'm try it out but it'd be cool to 
to hunt with those guys. He's, um, he's a, f- a super fit dude, super nice guy. Obviously he can shoot pretty well too, but, uh, maybe we'll get everybody yeah, down, to their, down to the earth, uh, salt to the ground guys, people, you know? Yeah. But, uh, anyways, well, thanks for having me on. It's kind of, uh, threw me off a bit, giving me a, sh- a call here saying, Hey, you're on air. <laughs> well, well, I, I shouldn't like fa- expect anything less from my good friend Aaron Snyder. <laughs> Puts guys on the spot all the time. Oh yeah, you know how I roll. Well, cool, man. Well, hey, give, give that dude a call back, and then I'll call you back later about uh, that unit and some other stuff. Figure some shit out. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for the call, guys. Frank, thanks for the uh, the teepee hookup this year. That's, that uh, saved our bacon in Alaska. Yeah, no you know, I, I, you know, one thing I want to end on, I, I see guys all the time poo-pooing Kafaru's customer service and, uh, yeah, I'm friends with Aaron and Frank and, and, uh, Patrick and, and everybody at Kafaru, but at the same time, you know, paying customers, well, I am a paying customer, but paying customers come before pro staff and, you know, the, uh, sponsorships and all that i can tell you that for a fact because many times the paying customers have gotten products that i've wanted um before i can get my hands on anything but i i purchased a tp this last year and you know kafaru screwed up they didn't they didn't send the liner with it and you guys had me one in like two days i was amazed you know uh frank didn't have to do that at all it was an accident first off but um it was like i i Sent an email. I didn't even have to call. Sent an email, and I had one in two days. Yeah, the liner there, which we took to Alaska, and saved our bacon when it was wet. But um, yeah, I always think it's funny when people bitch and 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 get online and start ranting about Kafaru customer service. Well, there's no one else out there that's given their personal phone numbers out online. You know, hey, call me. You got a problem? You need a pack fit? Uh, you know properly give me a buzz you know you guys really put yourselves out there and i appreciate that so yeah and i mean honestly like we keep good track of that generally mm-hmm. if some guys poo poo in our customer service there um it uh it's certainly not for us trying to do our our best to make them happy it's it's um it's generally something different um which you know as sure. well as I do how underlining the, issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, how the industry works, but uh, but no, we yeah. we do our best, and I mean we started that Kafaro Insiders page for that for if people ever have any issues, and yeah, half the mm-hmm. planet has my cell phone number as well as Frank, so it's pretty easy to get a hold yep. of us if you got a problem. But uh, but yeah, no, and we appreciate everything you do for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool, man. All right, we'll stay out All of right, guys. stay out of trouble. Yeah, thanks, James. Yeah, enjoy that sunny Colorado weather. It's raining <laughs> yeah. here this week, so. Yeah, no, for sure, man. All right, we'll stay out All of right. trouble. We'll talk Take to you soon. Easy.